Hello and welcome to episode one of the Yoga Life podcast with me, Kevin Boyle. The last podcast was episode zero and I mentioned that I was due to start my advanced 300 hour teacher training the next day. Well, that was two months ago and uh, I'm sitting here now at my desk going through all my notes that I took at the Bryce teacher training, just typing everything up and uploading all the photos and videos. So I thought it'd be good to do a vid, not video, a podcast about um, my experience of those 16 days because it was pretty intense and uh, very memorable. If you're someone who is a yoga teacher now, maybe you've done 200 hours, you may find this interesting. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's a big decision to make, a big investment to make, not just financially, but also for your time. Because it's 16 days uh, every day, 7 in the morning until 5.30, 6 in the evening. And it's pretty demanding from a physical point of view. Um, so I, hopefully this will give you a bit of insight and also um, shed a bit more light on Bryce the um, Dice and also Bryony. Um, so let's start with how I heard about Bryce. It was about two years ago when I was doing my teacher training, my 200 hours, and I was speaking to a really experienced studio owner uh, in Dublin, and he said to me that he was looking into doing another teacher training. Um, uh, I was kind of surprised to hear this because this guy has a lot of experience, like over 20 years, um, and he mentioned Bryce. So Bryce is, uh, I had never heard of them um, before that. He was shocked that I'd never heard of them. And um, he said, yeah, it's this, this, this couple from the States and they uh, teach uh, particularly uh, inversions and handstands. And that's their, their niche in terms of uh, physical practice. So I put it into the back of my mind and thought, okay, that's another year or so away. So I'll, I'll kind of cro- I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. And then around the same time, I was looking at a documentary called Why We Breathe. Uh, it's a yoga documentary where they interview loads of different yoga teachers. And during the interview, I Dice featured. And this is the first time I've seen him. So I thought, um, oh, this must be the guy who that chap was talking about who uh, does the um, the uh, training with his missus. And... Uh, so the first thing I noticed was my, my impression when I, when I after I did my 200 hours was that there wasn't very many men doing yoga or teaching yoga. That is the case if you live in England or Ireland. And the men that I did meet were not like me or what I mean by that is they were kind of, um, you know, really bendy or uh, had long hair and all wore hemp and, you know, maybe carried bongos around in their arm. They, they were, um, whereas I'm kind of, um, I'm not going to say a regular Joe, but I'm, um, I don't know, like an ordinary Englishman and uh, or Irishman, whatever I am, I'm not sure. Um, and no, I don't have long hair or um, a top knot or <laughs> that type of thing or beads and loads of tattoos. And um, so um, when I, so I was, st- in my 200 hours, I was the only guy and I thought to myself, am I really going to make a living from this yoga business? Uh, and, um, you know, what, is there demand for male yoga teachers? Is it a bit unusual? 
Um, and I think whenever you choose to dedicate your uh, life to a profession, it's good to have someone or, or people that um, you see as maybe not role models is the right word, but uh, as people you can identify with. And so when I yeah when I seen Dice in this documentary, I, I didn't realize he was a teacher first. He kind of you know crew cut hair, um, talked like a regular dude. Um, he wasn't very mystical in the way he spoke, um, talking about energy or anything like that. He was just like a regular dude. Used to do uh, you know, CrossFit or whatever, or like fitness, um, skateboarding I think or something like that when he was in school, and then. Um, got introduced through yoga as kind of um, just because it was offered to him because of the company he worked for and um, I just liked his approach he was very laid back and I thought oh, this guy seems pretty cool and that sent me down a rabbit hole of um, looking at Dice uh, Dice's videos on YouTube and once you start seeing his physical practice it's really impressive I mean he can do things that uh, very few people your yoga teachers anywhere in the world can do um, coupled with the fact that he came across as a as a really easygoing guy, I thought, okay, this is maybe I will uh, look into booking this when it when it comes available in Dublin. This teacher training. Um, so that was my my first impression of Dice. Um, my first impression of Brony was that um, I um, it was well, it was different because. I think um, I first came across Brony on, um, or I'm going to call her Bride because I'm, I'm, I'm I know um, the name is pronounced differently, a little bit differently in America. So I will stick with Bry. Um, when I first came across Bry, I um, seen her on social media on Instagram, and I found that um, a lot of her stuff was um, like really beautifully done uh, and very well polished and like very artistic, but it was almost so perfect I couldn't really relate to it and she could do things um, that I would never be able to do. So, um, and I think I, I I didn't resonate with her as quickly as I did with Dice. So I was a little bit, uh, like I thought, oh yeah, she's cool. Um, but really it was Dice that attracted me uh, to Bryce. Um, and um, when I seen her on Instagram stories as well, she was, um, you know, very pleasant, very nice, but, Dice just seemed more uh, relatable to me as, as a okay, as a yoga bro. <laughs> um, so that would that so I, the training became available in a really nice studio that's that's close to where I live. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to go for this. This makes sense. I've been teaching now for six months or so um, since my 200 hour, and it'd be a good time for me to upskill. Signed up. I um, it came around faster than I thought it would. And then we um, we rocked up on, on day one. So on day one, um, when they came into the room, we we're all sitting around a bunch of trainees. There was about maybe forty people in the course. Um, there's a lot of people. I mean, the room was jammed, and it was a, a large room. And uh, when they first came in, it was a little bit like I was trying to retain or quite dampen down my inner fanboy when Dice came in. You know, I was just like, hey, how's it going? You know, when I see him in the, in the dressing room. And um, he was very shy, very shy actually, um, which surprised me a little bit. Um, I mean, he always comes across as very humble, but he seemed to be uh, very unassuming, kept himself to himself, friendly, but not over, um, overtly friendly, if that's the right word, not 
uh, particularly outgoing. Um, Bri was, was, she was the outgoing one. Um, she is the outgoing one. And so how they set it up was they sat us down and they said, okay, you can refer to us as Bri or Dice or Bryce will respond to both. Uh, Bri said that she was the the mummy or the, is that what they say in America? Mum, mummy, whatever, with her, oh. She was the mummy of the um, the teacher training and, you know, come to her if you've got any emotional needs and or um, that, uh, and whereas Dice was the more physical, um, <laughs> he was more, in, more interested in the physical practice, which I don't think is actually uh, necessarily accurate, but um, it was kind of, I suppose, good to have two distinctions, a, a, distinct, a distinction between their two roles. And straight from the get-go, they were really receptive to hearing what we had to say. They got us all around the big circle and they, we introduced ourselves. Um, we did a kirtan, which was, this was new to me, uh, which is singing with the dice plays the banjo or is it ukulele? I think it's the, it's the ukulele. Dice plays the ukulele. Um, and uh, we all sat around singing. So that was, I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be a little bit out of my comfort zone, uh, which I was worried about that before I started. I thought, I'm cool with trying handstands, but singing, um, and it gets it gets more, um, more uh, not cringe that's not the word I'm looking for, it gets more um, expressive, shall we say, as the days went on, but I'll get into that later. Um, so what I noticed was they were very much focused on the physical side of things to begin with, um, but then they covered everything f from uh, the sana to philosophy to business, um, teaching methodology. Uh, so it was really well-rounded how they taught it. Uh, and every day that they would teach, they were so receptive to us giving our opinions. So for, this is this this actually um, just, I was amazed by this, uh, their skill in communicating. I would describe, I mean, I said it to Dice that I consider them to be master communicators. For example, if they're talking, either Bry or Dice, if someone puts their hand up, they will always um, address that person and say, you know, um, do you have a question? Feel free to ask. Even if they're running over time, even if they, um, you know, it's, it's lunchtime, whatever, they will still hear everybody out if they have a question. This, they do this so well that they actually, um, even if someone um, makes a point and it's not a particularly good point or it's flat out wrong, they won't um, be rude and c correct them in front of everyone because I suppose the psychology behind that is they don't want people to feel self-conscious about giving their opinion and they want it to be an interactive environment as opposed to they know everything and we know nothing. Uh, actually, at one stage, <laughs> someone made a point which was completely wrong and didn't make any sense. And Dice said, no. He said, no, that's not, like, as in, no, that's not right. And then Dice went back to them like seconds later and said, actually, when I said no, what I mean is it could be if you think of it that way, but if you think of it this way, then it, it, it's not. <laughs> so he did it in a really diplomatic way and therefore leaving the, the trainee feeling uh, a bit better about themselves that they were not right. <laughs> uh, so as well as being able to have everyone interact, they were also really good at making sure everyone had a voice. So if someone had a, a question 
um, they would, when, when the person asked the question, even if they went off on a big tangent, they would still come back to that person and address and, and make sure and say, look, did I answer your question? Does that make sense to you? Uh, it, they would never go off just to show, go off on a tangent to show what they know. And in fact, they even said, and I quote this verbatim, that they uh, are not perfect and they don't know everything. And everything they know has been learnt by other teachers that have been passed down to them, which I thought was a really nice way to um, like show some, uh, what's the word, integrity. Um, the, in terms of the, they also address the fact that they're um, like um, not, I suppose, officially together. I suppose that's public knowledge. Um, and but they, despite that, they had amazing chemistry. I mean, they you can see they have like. Um, real good uh, respect and love for each other and they were really fun with each other they worked so brilliantly as, as a partnership uh, they um you know they're like they had they were able to play around with each other and um and even the communication between them was so supportive they would never um, cut each other down or try to upstage each other and um, that created a really nice environment um for everyone really and although they weren't strict in terms of telling people to be quiet they had a clever system for getting people's attention what they would do is have a series of seven claps so they would clap five times and we would clap the uh, the last two times so it'd kind of go like this and then we would go like that and it was brilliant because it instead of it being like shh be quiet it made us um it was a way of kind of getting us back into the class and back into get learning, um, which is pretty clever. They were so honest as well. For example, there was one morning where Bry was late and Dice said, um, okay, Bry's not here because she slept in because uh, the alarm didn't go off. Now, we would be none the wiser if he just said, oh, Bri, um, I'm, I'm taking this module and Bri will be in for the next module. But instead, Dice was honest and said what happened. Uh, and we thought, it makes you think, okay, cool. These people are they're human. Uh, people sleep in, that happens. And that just, um, it was so encouraging because it makes you feel like you don't have to be perfect and occasionally think stuff like that will happen, um, which was nice. So I'll go into the actual day-to-day -day itinerary for the training. We went in at 7 a.m. We did a two-hour practice. Then we'd have a breakdown of the asanas. Then or like they'd normally pick one or two asanas that they would break down. We would um, teach each other the asanas. Then we would uh, pick a particular one to focus on, break that down. We'd do business, we'd have lunch then, we'd do a business module, do a philosophy module, and then have an hour, hour and a half practice uh, in the evening. And in between there, we'd, we'd th throw in things like acro yoga uh, or games that would help us to improve our communication skills. And it, all in all, I mean, it was very tiring, physically tiring, but I felt that you, that immersion, 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 I don't know, being immersed um, really helped um, to um, soak up all of that knowledge. I found that, for example, the 200 hour, it was every weekend, uh, sorry, one weekend a month. 
work free 13 months which was fine but uh, having to wait a month between each training session was just too long uh, was I learned a ton I mean so the main things I learned actually this is a good time to tell you this is that yoga can be fun really fun Bryce Dice and Bry they the their classes they taught were just phenomenal I mean ch- changed the way I thought about yoga when I did 200 hour, there was a massive emphasis on safety and um, teaching the correct alignment all the time. Whereas Bryce would say that, yes, people have to be safe. That is a priority. But ultimately, you have to let people have some freedom as well in their practice. And um, you, everyone's body's built differently. Everyone's skeleton is different. So therefore... Um, someone having the knee over the ankle or the knee past the ankle is going to be different for different people and depending um, on on other variables like what posture they're doing what their toes are doing Um, and they just allowed giving us that freedom to be more creative when I was doing the practice um, that Brian and Dice were teaching it was I was buzzing I mean they had the music was pumping sweat was pouring they were really challenging us making it really fun and really into it um i i'm a huge like okay so i'll break down them bright and dice in individually now so with dice i now i watch all of it i do his yoga glow videos almost every day uh, that guy is uh just he's completely authentic um from my from my impression he's just um so likable and he really you can tell he works hard and really prepares his classes and and he lives it as well he doesn't get high on his horse he knows his limitations you know for example um putting the leg over the head or um like i say a full splits he can do i think he can do like almost a full splits but he'll say oh i can't do this or like a fire log pose he'll say i can't do this but um if you can do it then you know go for it and simply saying that shows your vulnerability as a teacher and that put so much um gave me so much relief and uh, took loads of pressure off my shoulders when i realized that you don't have to know everything and you can um be way more um creative and fun with the stu- your students he also would he he, he wouldn't talk about he took a little bit about philosophy but he wouldn't go uh, to a level that um in a pretentious way he would make it very real uh, <clears throat> which really resonates with me because although i um i like philosophy and um i like to think philosophically i i can't go too deep because i don't um because it doesn't feel it feels it would feel disingenuous um I mean, I'm I'm practicing myself, you know, uh, that area of my of my teaching, and um, and I am getting more um, ver- well versed on on philosophy, um, but it doesn't. He has his own style, and and it made me feel more comfortable having my own style. Um, so so yeah, so as as a as a as so that's him as a, as a teacher. Obviously, as a practitioner, he's incredible what he can do. Um, and what's really encouraging to know is that when he started out, he, was, um, he wasn't he was able to do a handstand. And he was saying that he used to um, 
he made a hole in his wall in his apartment from like chucking his legs up against the wall trying to do a handstand and that it's simply through 10 years of practice 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 that um he can now do what he can do um and um that's that's really encouraging yeah so as i said he 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 was quite shy at the start and i think he's generally i mean he said it himself as a shy character but by the end when he we got to know us a bit better he was really friendly i mean he was always friendly but he was more outgoingly friendly you know had a bit of banter with us in the changing with the other lads and um you know i remember actually on the last few days he sent myself another chap um a message to say about going climbing and uh I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, like Dice has, has sent me um, a mere mortal, mortal I thought, <laughs> a message about going climbing. And um, yeah, just that's, that's kind of cool, man, when someone you respect um, is on your level and like that, it's, it's nice. Um, so yeah, he's been really supportive since since the, the training on social media. And um, you know, he, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing them again in... August, because that's when the second part is. So back now back to Bry and a little breakdown of Bry. With Bry, she really was the mummy uh, figure in the teacher training. She was incredibly impressive in every aspect. Um, from a well, physically point of view, I mean, she's obviously her practice is really strong. Um, but more than that, communication, a business mind is incredible. She is um, really sharp really on the ball of what's happening in terms of um, the yoga industry really she wouldn't suffer fools gladly either she's she's doesn't take any shit basically um but not in a nasty way she's just um very shrewd and um very wise i i, I would describe her as she also is very caring and at the start i thought um I didn't know what to make of that. I thought, is she just playing a role here because, you know, she's a pop star before and maybe she's used to performing. But she genuinely is a really caring person. Um, she was would really look after us in class and she'd come up to us. When she speaks to you, she'd make you feel like you were the only person in the room. She just, like, she's not saying things just to, um, uh, because she has to. And in fact, she actually said, um, that's sometimes she will baby talk students in class in a you know in a, in a large class because that's what they um, when you're talking to a massive class of you know 60 people you have to be kind of subtle uh, and delicate in your language so she she recognizes that um, but um, but she's legit I mean she's real uh, very genuine and um, it's also since I've stopped um, since the course ended the first part of the course I, uh, she's been unbelievably supportive on social media, sending me messages, giving me shout outs. In fact, today she sent me, tagged me in a message, uh, which inspired me to do this, um, this podcast dedicated to the Bryce teacher training saying, well done. You, I'm very proud of you. Tag me in the next post. So I'm going to tag her in this, in this post. Um, but she's, she's great. Um, yeah. And it was, what was most, I think what was most inspiring, although the business modules were really good and they gave us examples about, how you can you know, monetize your your yoga practice you know where, where you can make money from workshops and classes and festivals that type of thing what was m more influential to me or inspiring was uh, their journey and 
the fact that they've had to put up with adversity. For example, Bri was talking about when she did the video for Equinox and she was funny, she was saying how she would like keep um, re uh, refreshing the tab on YouTube to see how many views it was getting. But then she'd scroll down to the comments and they were really nasty. Well, not all of them, but some of them were a little bit nasty, you know, haters and all that trolls. Um, and they're saying like, oh, look at this, whatever, wearing a bikini, teaching yoga, you know, who does she think he is, whatever. Um, so it just shows you that when you, you know, have uh, a million fans, for example, um, or, you know, whatever number you have, there's always going to be 1% of people that don't like it for whatever reason and to keep going. And um, it's really nice to hear those real-life um, examples. Also, uh, with with Dice, his, his example, which I really liked, was he was teaching Win Equinox and then the CEO of Yoga Glow was in his class for a couple of years. And... Um, he didn't realize that it was CEO of Yoga Glow. So that's how Yoga Glow came about. It just shows you that you're teaching, you don't know who's in your class, but if you just keep consistently giving good classes and you show that you care and prepare and you teach with enthusiasm, that's so important, enthusiasm, man, um, that good things will come of that. Um, it doesn't matter really what you say about yourself. It doesn't matter what you know. What matters is what you can teach and how you make people feel and what I learned from Bryce what they taught me was a ton and I left feeling like a new man like a new teacher like a, I mean it's 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 been life-changing for me um and I can't wait for August um I have nothing more to say I'm sure I'll, I'll turn the mic off now and have things will come into my head um but for now that's pretty much all I have to say um can't recommend Bryce highly enough. The two as individuals are just, they're great. And uh, it's, yeah, I'm honored to be part of the, the Bryce family. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, sorry, actually just to finish, they said like uh, that they, if you do a Bryce teacher training, you can help them be in a, you know, you can assist in their trainings in the future. And, and essentially uh, anytime they're doing a workshop or anywhere in the world, you can come along and practice without charge and that's really cool man i mean that's they they're keeping you as like keeping you like your pigeons or something they'll be keeping you as part of the family um so yeah big love to bryce and um check them out check them out when you're making there that's it for episode one um thanks for listening you can subscribe on itunes or if you're on android you can use Castbox. And if you're on an iPhone, you can use Overcast. So the two apps that can play the podcast. Um, yeah, if you could, if you like this podcast, then please leave it five stars. And um, feel free to comment. Um, and uh, if you'd like me to chat about anything else in particular, please let me know. And if it sounds good to me, I'll do so. Um, I plan to get guests on. Uh, sometimes it will be just me speaking. So yeah, thanks again for listening and hopefully I'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.